0: Welcome to the Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bet show here on the Mayo Media Network. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell to cover March 9th, Tuesday, NHL slate. DJ, how you doing?
1: I, I love the hay at the beginning of the show. Really threw me for a loop the first time on that one. You know, Matt, way to keep everyone on their toes. That's yeah, right. I'm, doing, I'm doing great. I mean, it's it's Tuesday. The week is moving. The Sabres are sabering. Uh, it's going very well. I I think this, has, this is one of the... Funner DFS slates that we've seen all season with the NBA and all-star break. So very, very fun, very interesting. A lot of big money is going to be awarded to people lucky enough and smart enough to win it. And if you're here, you're probably one of those people who are smart enough to be here. So Matt, I definitely want to get right to it. I don't want to get carried away like we did. Talking about St. Bond Adventure endlessly on the other show. We don't need to do that here. I know many listeners want us to, but we won't do it here. I know they're in the A-10 championship, Matt. I know. Okay, but we'll keep moving um Matt.
0: look if you guys want dj to host an a10 uh college basketball show right here on the mayo media network make sure you reach out to pat mayo just let him know (laughs) you know let him know what the people want um but no no it is it is great um you know i this will cover a lot on this slate obviously with nine games being played tuesday night eight of them being on the you know dfs main slate um but if you're here just for bets and you've never dipped your toe into fantasy this is the night to do so. Like, I'll be honest, um, you know, NBA's on a break, obviously. So the price pools are just ginormous. Um, we're looking at 50K to first and the $10 over on DraftKings. Like, it's just an insane, you know, uh, these are not normal price pools. So it's a great way to sort of, you know, throw in your lotto ticket. Like, you know, just listen to what we talk about. Make sure you correlate your lineups and see if you, you know, get the payout. Um, so, you know, definitely do recommend you do that. Um, but Before we start talking about the rest of the slate, uh, I want to talk to you about price fix. Um, so again, just another way to enjoy your, you know, your fantasy hockey night, head on over to prizepicks.com and create your entries. Uh, you know, what you're doing is you are picking the over under on a series of fantasy scores for the you know, hockey players on Tuesday night slate. Uh, you get three points for a goal, two points for an assist and a half point for a block or a shot. It's super simple. Um, so, you know, make sure you head over there, use promo code M M N as in Mayo Media Network. And uh, get your sign-up bonus of a a match deposit bonus up to $100. So, uh, DJ, anything else before we start talking about Tuesday?
1: No, I I think we should just get right into it. Uh, We have the Rangers at the Penguins as the first game, the lone 6 o'clock game. Um, This lake does kind of have a a nice, you know, 6 o'clock. Uh, seven for the next six games, and then a seven thirty, eight thirty. Uh, if you're on the East Coast, so if you're on the West Coast, even earlier. But you know, kind of, the, it's going to end early, so you can kind of have the full sweat and tilt before you go to bed. Um, you're not up till one a.m. Uh, praying for a point or a shot on goal or something. So makes it a little bit better. Uh, but we'll get right into it with the Rangers at the Penguins. Um, in this matchup, we have the Penguins at minus one fifty, the Rangers at plus one twenty eight. Um, both of these teams, I think are lacking a little bit defensively if you will so the six over under is where it sits right now so matt do you have an initial lean on this game um anything that you're kind of looking to key in on here
0: yeah you know this game looks pretty close on paper um you know uh (laughs) so i really kind of feel like i'm leaning just immediately towards this ranger side I um, was a bit surprised to see 15 and eight against the spread for the Rangers you know, on the season. It's, you know, uh, Pittsburgh eight and 16. So when the underlying numbers are sort of pointing me toward the Rangers um, and then those numbers just sort of point out what has happened. I kind of do think that the, you know, that the Rangers team does offer a slight amount of value here. Um, the over under of a six, I think that's right on the nose. Um, neither of these teams have really gone too wide open as of late. So, you know, I I guess, uh, do you sort of share the same sentiment or do you have any thoughts on this one?
1: And, and, you know, it's funny, you know, this is the only kind of back-to-back-ish game we have on the entire slate with them both playing against each other on Sunday. It actually was a 5-1 to Penguins um, with Pittsburgh at home. All of the goals kind of coming from, uh, well, not all of them, a lot of them coming from and uh, assisting and scoring. It's it's very weird. Um, So it hits right at six. And, And I do think six is a really good number. I probably just won't touch it because I just don't think it's worth putting the money against it, and and you know you're not really going to be getting a lot of equity on it. You know, minus one ten, minus one ten right now. I just feel like just funner, more interesting bets to to place here that I just wouldn't do it personally. I, I think that the upside is just not there. It's it's not like a clear misprice. Like I think there's some other over that I like a, a heck of a lot more. Um, but let's just kind of get right into it. So, yeah. oh, sorry. I'll let so, you go first.
0: yeah, no, so I'll, I'll take it away from there. So over, uh, you know, over the weekend, we did see that on, at least on Sunday, that they did scratch Colin Blackwell. Uh, he's a guy we talked about last week as being on that top power play unit in place of Artemi Panarin. Um, you know, we're, we're not exactly positive if that remains the case here. But, um, you know, if he's a scratch, it looks like Pavel Buchnevich got the bump from power play two to power play one. Uh, Bushnevich is a guy that I know DJ you love you know the yeah, heck out he's of right. he's playing on the top line with Sibinijad. Uh we did get a look at Phil Hedel on the top line on Sunday so you know that's a guy who we came into the season with real high hopes for uh, unfortunately got hurt and I think he missed about a month so you know to see him sort of come back and maybe get a boost onto the top line if not him you know Lafreniere um, I think that's certainly uh, the first place I'm looking you know on the Rangers side Um, So I see Pavel Bushnevich to score a goal at plus 275. Uh, That is, you know, that is better, I guess, better to bet on odds than a guy like Jared McCann. And like, you know, plus 275 for Bushnevich, top power play billing, I think that definitely makes a lot of sense. and then you could take a stab at a guy like Lafreniere or Phil Heedle, but I think Bouchnavich is just a clear value there. So any, uh, you know, do you disagree or anything? No,
1: no, I, I definitely agree. And if you want to get a little bit safer with it, if you have a parlay going and you want to include this game, Bouchnavich minus 114 for a point, uh, Kreider minus 109 for a point, or Zabinijev <laughs> minus 134 for a point, it all seem pretty fair to me. Um, these uh, top guys for the Penguins are priced pretty out of consideration. Um, Benzel minus 195 is like... A little bit of note but i'm not that keen Mm -hmm. on it um i would rather just kind of get one of those rangers guys here like i think they'll score more than one goal and if they score two or three goals it would be well within the realm that one of those guys is on it um unfortunately boost hasn't been the primary rate shooter as of late he has had it in the past i think he Bodes well to get over the one and a half they have listed on DraftKings sportsbook right now, but minus two twenty five <laughs> is just ridiculous. Like it's just not worth it. Yeah, uh, just take the point with one of those other guys. It's a lot more fun. But are there any shot props here that you do like?
0: I mean, honestly, if there's you know, you're, there's nine games. If you're stringing together some crazy par- even at those ridiculous odds, I think seventy five percent of the time that you know Pushnevich gets the the two shots on goal he needs, especially if a top power play job. Uh, so I don't feel terrible, you know, just throwing that one in my parlay. Um, I don't love it, of course, because it is really bad odds. But I do think that, you know, you do you crunch the numbers, you run this slate 10,000 times. I think Bushevich gets there far more often than, you know, minus 225 even. Just because in the past, you know, other seasons in the league, he's been a primary rate shooter. Like, he's been the guy firing the puck. So because it hasn't happened yet this season, I don't think is indicative that it's not there. Um, I think there's a lot of weirdness with him in particular because of the struggles with Mika advantage. So uh, I'm not really, you know, I'm probably just throwing that out more than anything
1: else. But L- lastly, one more thing, Matt, this is a, a pretty decent size uh, showdown slate 2k to first. <laughs> Are you interested in playing that by chance? And if you were, do you just want to give maybe one news, note pick guy you're thinking about? Um, I'm not sure if you have it up. If you don't have it up, Take a second.
0: Yeah, no, I honestly don't have it up, um, but that's I will right. say that I'm sure that Bushnevich is a guy who stands out to me. In, in, yeah, 11.1. On One, he's for sure the answer. captain. Yeah, 7.4 yeah. then. So, yeah, that's, I think that's a pretty good price, but yeah. you know, what you going to do? Uh, Phil Heedle, right. though, if he moves on to that top line. He'll
1: also be pretty cheap. Yeah. So five eight as a as a flex player. Um, oh, very, really? very nice there. Yeah. yeah okay. not, not not terrible, but not quite as I was hoping yeah. he would like minimum salary. Um, yeah. but yeah, no. So so yeah, I just you know, wanted to point that out that two K to first seems pretty fun um for yeah. that game. So if you want to play a showdown, if you like showdowns, definitely do that and you know, you know, tweet at us and
0: I do it. love me some showdown.
1: <laughs> I know you love the showdown. That's why I wanted to mention right. it. Okay, let's finally move over to the next game. We have Boston at the Islanders in I mean, definitely a, a five and a half that I think a lot of people might consider the under on. I, again, I, I don't know if this is my favorite game by any stretch to, to go crazy on. I think the under is a fair bet. Um, Islanders plus 100, Bruins minus 117 on the road. Uh, Matt, where are you leaning? What are you thinking? What are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, I
0: can't, really, uh, I can't really do the home dog bit here because, you know, it's plus 100. So technically they're underdogs, but you're getting even money on the Islanders. I like the Islanders here. Um, yes, they beat the Sabers three times, and that's you know basically a given at this point. Um, but they did it with you know they did it with convince. Uh, they were convincing, let's say, and the underlying numbers are there to support them. The Bruins coming off of a real tough loss to the Devils, um, they didn't even score a goal against the Devils. What are they going to do against the Islanders? You know, I like. I, I think that this Islanders team is just playing really well right now. Um, they they look dominant. Their numbers are dominant. So I'm happy to take the Islanders. I think a bit of value, you know, at home. Um, so that's my initial read here. I kind of feel like I also like the over, but I'm not quite as confident in that one. Like I, I do think that the Islanders, you know, probably win this one more often than the over hits. Let's say. Um, so I think I'm sticking to my Islanders side there. But any players in this game stand out to you from a
1: player prop perspective? Well, they don't have the over for pastor next shots at nine. So <laughs> I guess they're not sure or like didn't see its 10 shot on goal game. Um honestly, I do look kind of like that three and a half over. Um, he seems to really be picking up the shots right now and, and being the primary guy for the five on five and power play. With uh, Bergeron and Marchand, so I do like the three and a half minus one thirty four isn't my favorite odd in the world though. I was kind of hoping it'd be closer to even money, um, but I do think that you know if they're struggling to score, they're just going to give him the give him the yeah the puck on the stick and let him shoot. Um, other than that, a lot of these odds not my favorite. I don't know if there's one in this game that I'm like actively considering in a parlay. I, I just don't think it's a game that I, I need to force something in on that I, I'm not in love with. So a positive shot over, and then the rest. I'm pretty just not interested in more than anything else. Um, But Matt, is there anything that you're more interested in that maybe I'm missing?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking maybe these goal odds seem kind of bad from like basically from all these guys, because I do think that, you know, Boston does get a hit. They take a hit from playing the Islanders. And then the Islanders do spread around a lot of their offense. I think getting Brock Nelson plus 295 anytime goal is okay. And then 15 to one on first goal. Um, he's just playing really well. I, you know, he's putting up goals basically against everyone at this point. So I think that that's a decent value there. Um, but if I want to get real crazy a guy like Ryan Pollock, 29 to one first goal with the, the, the cannon he has from the point, I don't know. Um, I like it. He's been shooting the puck a bunch lately. So, um, you know, maybe something crazy like that, but in general, I'll just stick to the
1: safe stuff. The, the Islanders money line, I
0: think is my favorite bet here
1: very very fair so that would take us over to the flyers and sabers game in philly i'm wearing the my favorite flyers jersey that they ever wore so get on the youtube channel if you're not check that out um this is i am not a big Flyers fan but you gotta have you gotta own one of these right matt of course i mean of course
0: you know, I, I don't also. I don't tweet, know any tweet,
1: jerseys. But. I am going to get a uh, player put on the back of this one. So tweet <laughs> to me who you think I should. Um yeah. uh, between a few guys. Um, do I do I spoil the names or? I'll you know I'll let you be creative. Be as creative as you want with that. Um, who a player that played with this jersey? Don't make it like oh, get connecting. Like I'm not going to do that. Like a player that wore this jersey. Um, give me a tweet. Um, anyways though, this game fires massive favorites as to be expected. The Sabers haven't won a game since. I, I I don't even know when. Vietnam, um, maybe? I, I was thinking Vietnam. At least the conflict oh, there. Uh, one I of think the worst. Yeah. Right around then. Um, Flyers minus 120, uh, 145. 245, 245. 245, Jesus. 245 <laughs> at home. Um, yeah, Sabres plus 205. There we go. Um, Sabres are terrible. Flyers have played yeah. decently well. Um, five and a half over under. I think that's... That's where I'm going here, though, with the over, Matt. Where are you leading?
0: What if the Sabres score a goal?
1: That's the over hits.
0: <laughs> like you know, this this game.
1: It's not like ESPN thirty for thirty. Like, what if I told you the Sabers scored a goal? What if it's I told
0: like, you these guys have, at least I have, stacked the Sabers in DFS and gotten exactly <laughs> one point out of Jack Eichel's last four games? You know, it, it's it's lurking. I don't know if this is the exact spot, you know, especially from a betting perspective. I don't quite think that the lines make a ton of sense for, uh, you know, for, for placing a bet on like getting the savers as plus 205 dogs is just, it feels fine. And I bet like a lot of the models and stuff will tell you that it's a good bet, but you know, the models don't know the heart and the soul of the Sabers that is somewhere coach. else. It's sorry. Yeah, the you know the, the it's all a mess basically, is to say. So the, the sum of the parts is far less than what it looks like. Um, so I'm I think I'm staying away from betting on the sides of this game. I do think the over though is a is a good bet. You know, obviously the Flyers can get there on their own. You know, <laughs> um, but also the Sabers team does. Uh, you know, they they got shut down by the Islanders. Let, let's call it what it was but they did have their chances. You know, they, they generated chances. Fine. Their power play is still a really, really good power play, um, you know, even despite their five and five struggles. So there are numbers pointing toward this game being a bit more high paced than I think a five and a half would, uh, you know, allow for. So I think that's my favorite bet here, you know, just, just take the value root for goals Um, watching the Sabres game rooting for goals. You would have thought it wouldn't have worked, but on hockey day in America, I got. They did it. They they came through. They hit an over for us. I think they lost five to two in that one. But That's you know, beautiful. so
1: yeah. So I, I, I feel like I've never seen it like uh, uh, well. First off, the goal by Barzil. I mean, we have to at least just oh my pay pay homage. What well, I mean, the best part is was against Christopher Lyndon. That's the best part of the whole thing. But then the Sabers like show some life and look like they actually have some pride in their play, and then immediately fell Jeff, off a cliff.
0: Jeff Skinner scored a goal, and then Brandon Davidson fell
1: down. Yep. Yeah, Brandon like, Davis has literally forgot to play hockey. Like controller just, disconnect. Yeah. I don't know, but we could do yeah. this all night. But yeah. So, so I think the the two things in this game that I'm most interested in are Jacob Voracek to score plus three hundred. Um, I do think that he is a decent regression candidate for a goal. That's the first thing I wanted to get to here. Um, in the last game, oh my god, why can't I find their lines? He played with Drew and Patrick. It's potentially going to change. I'd like to see what ends up happening. Um, but Voracek in a good power play role, kind of seemingly becoming a shot taker, um, on the five on five and the power play Jeru and Patrick are just more set up guys. And that, that is their role. Patrick, not most games, you're going to look at, going can have one shot on goal or less board the guy they want shooting that puck. This odd just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Plus 300 for him, you know, with that, with that role, the other one, if the lines stay Dylan cousins, plus 475 for a goal, um, that is with Eichel and hall, two just premier setup guys like whether you want to admit it or not i mean they can't score we know that so they might as well try to sell up set up uh, dylan cousins if that sticks now they did move reinhardt back to the top line at some points in that game so i have suspicions that cousins won't be there but without power play one time he still had 18 minutes of ice time last game so huge minutes a very skilled player uh, if he's playing with hall and eichel two guys that you know, could gain the zone these two of the best guys at joining the, the making something happen on the rush um, and cousins being a recipient is, is pretty likely so that's kind of where my head's at um I think the haul to get a point again is pretty fair um minus 125 if you like this to go over I think him getting a point is really within the realm of possibility so yeah, I'll, Matt, there...
0: I'll throw one more out there the the Claroo yeah. point. Minus 155. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a really good bet. Um, you know, we are seeing a 1A, 1B type power play setup for Philly. So, you know, don't really read into if it says power play one next to certain guys. We don't really know who the first over the boards is going to be. And the way that Drew and Voracek are playing at this point, I do think, you know, getting pieces of them at DFS and, you know, betting wise. I think that's my favorite place to go player wise in this game. So um, any shot props before we move on? I know we've kind
1: of taken a while here, but. Yeah, you know,
0: I, I, I think. I, obviously, if you can find a Borachek two and a yeah, 130 twenty, one sure. thirty-ish, that would be great. That's not here in front of us, unfortunately. But I do think you can get away with Sean Kucheray over two and a half minus one fourteen. He's been uh, he's been rock solid, you know, just putting up points, putting up goals. So um, I think that that's a good number on him.
1: Okay, let's move it on over now to the Devils at the Capitals. So this game is a six right now over under Capitals heavy favorites at home minus 195. Devils plus 165. I mean, I like the Capitals in this matchup for sure. The Devils did get that win against Boston, the shutout, uh, the old Scott Wedgewood game that we all called um before it had it happened. I and mean, we were all in on it. So uh I think the Capitals uh take take the win here though for sure. Uh the six over under, I, I'm pretty indifferent on it. I, I just feel like the devils have really changed they changed their lines to a point where I'm wondering what they're doing. <laughs> it's like they're trying to create shutdown maybe narrative, or like I don't even know. Um, in the last game, I mean, we saw the Zaka Maltsev Palmary line run the show as the first unit. I never have heard like heard of Maltev before the year started, but line one, why not? Uh, Guys like Jack Hughes got 15 minutes of ice time with uh, Johnson and Brat kind of uh, the least amount of ice time of any forward. So I don't know what they're doing. It does feel like they're trying to like change the pace of the game from what they were doing before. I like the under here a little bit. I'm not high on it. I just don't see the devils producing more than one or two goals. So you got to get Ovi to really put it together. So Matt, what do you think about this game?
0: Yeah, you know, it's, um, I think you pretty much pointed out exactly what the Devils were trying to do there. They were trying to deaden the pace. And, you know, they're not a great team. But recently, you know, I've I've mentioned it when they have had really high pace games. Um, Recently, that's not really been the case with them. And maybe personnel has something to do with that. Um, But, you know, it worked for them over the weekend. So maybe we see that happen yet again. Um, So that's a spot with the devils entirely. I just want to stay away. You know, I feel like the Washington money line is still a fine bet. Like, Mm. you know, kind of comparing that to the Sabres game. Like I just, I don't really see the devils being that much better. And I kind of feel like Washington's just playing better than the Flyers are at this point. I mean, hell we saw that happen. Uh, What a pretty convincing three to one victory for Washington over Philly. So just playing that game of, you know, apples to oranges type uh, comparisons. I just think that Washington does make for a fine value here. I'm honestly kind of tempted to pull the trigger on this OV over four and a half shots on I goal know. prop plus plus one twenty.
1: Like it's, I feel good about it too. I hate it, but I yeah, love it's it. dangerous,
0: but you know, I just really like that top line of, you know, they, they went back to backstrom Oshi and OV um, you know, no Tom Wilson in the fold for the foreseeable future. So it's not like there's that, lurking threat of you know line swapping like of course of rana whoever else could come up but it's not that likely um kuznetsov eller back in the fold no need to play oshi at center so that line just is their power play correlated um you know they're obviously five on five correlated and i think tj Oshie was you know uh Basically, a bad bounce away from a three point game on Sunday. So, I like getting him, you know, his to score prop is not the best value in the world at plus 210. Um, but I do think, you know, if you wanted something slightly longer than, say, OV to score at plus 105, um, that you could definitely go with TJ Oshie here and not feel too bad about it. Um, I just think the spot's really good here for both those guys playing with one of the best passers in the world in Nick Backstrom.
1: Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I, I mean, it's tough because I think all my favorite things in this game that kind of price correctly, like the multi-point OV game plus 190, just doesn't feel like you need to do it. Um, I'd rather just take his over four and a half shots. I, I mean, they're definitely trying to get him on the power play over the past couple of weeks. He's not returned to full form as far as a rate shooter, but he's in the top 10 in the league. Um, you know, I, I think most nights he's going to hit five or more, the, the what three games previous to the last flyers game. He did even though the devils are slowing pace, I, their power play is so bad. I mean, their penalty kill is so bad that I really like OV to uh, get a, you know, get a couple of chances, put three or four pucks on net there, and maybe even score one. So that's kind of where my head's at is either the goal prop for OV or the uh, double point right. or his shots.
0: Yeah. Uh, cool. So let's move on from there over to Nashville at Carolina. Carolina minus two fifteen here, giving them a lot of credit here against the national team that you know hasn't been getting it done. They're eleven and fourteen on the season, um, but how do you feel about that? Are, are you sort of buying this Carolina like they're being priced now as one of the absolute premier teams in the league? And I think that's right, but uh, you know, do you do you agree with that?
1: No, I think it's right. I just don't feel like it's worth the bet. Um, it's at home. I think they win, but minus two fifteen is again, I'm just not going to do it personally. Just, it's just not the way I I, I like to bet. Um, You know, one or two bounces uh, and the Carolina goaltending is their Achilles heel. It hasn't been too bad this year, but it definitely can break again. So I'm just not going to put my money on them to win, even though I think it's pretty likely, I think you could find odds that are just, you're going to get better equity on them. And I think they're very good. So I'm not going to force myself into something of this nature. Um, I'm leaning on the over five and a half uh, decently heavy. I like that a lot more than taking the um, Carolina side. I, I like the over. I think that um, Nashville has gotten the power plate figured out enough and, you know, have realized they have this Supreme uh, goal score in um, Tolvanen who I, you know, been touting pretty big, Matt, you've been also touting pretty big and it's come to fruition for sure. His to score prop is, I can't even find it. Am I losing my mind? uh oh there it is plus, plus 350, 350. Yep. um which which I, I i think if you just every night put ten dollars on that until it gets you know a lot lower um or worse if you will that's pretty fair Um, uh, special 195 i think he's in a great spot once again to score um and then the special shop shot prop is just you know minus 118 like okay two and a half come on like they just don't want to price it correctly so just keep taking it
0: uh, yeah no uh all Sveshnikov has done he's hit that over in his last five games and yep. six of his last seven like just it's free money like come on people like just, just take just it. get
1: on board just just you Why know line up Carolina like when you could just take Special yeah golf no it's
0: it's like it's like there's it it should what be, is more likely to happen that Svechnikov over or Carolina win r- right I honestly feel like if Carolina loses Fetchikov is more likely to go, you know, it's just, yeah, yeah. It, it's exactly that. It's just not priced properly. We say it every, we say it every freaking time we do the show yep. and they never change it. And, for, you know, one of these days I'm just going to say like, you know, screw the DFS, screw everything else. Like, yeah, it's not, it's, 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 it's more fun, but like, just put all my bankroll into these Fetchikov overs. Now I would be, I would be so would up so much money on the year, you know, like it's yeah. just kind of like, you know, what am I doing here? But, um,
1: the Von Kings.
0: Exactly. So um, I also think that, you know, you pointed out he's been shooting a bit more, you know, yes, he's slightly worse odds, you know, minus minus one thirty four. but I even do think that one's in play. If for some reason you aren't a big Andre Svetrykov person. Um, But yeah, I kind of agree with you on the over in this game. Like the fact that Nashville has their power play seemingly figured out is a giant leap forward from the Nashville team of the last year and a half, two years, like, you know, when Forsberg's on his game, of course, he can pick corners for the best of them, um, but he just didn't have any support, any guys he could really pass to to count on the finish. And uh, Tolvanen is getting on the board, you know, two power play goals in his last two games. So I, I really think that he's the sort of dynamic talent that they needed. And so, yeah, I, I definitely am all on board with the over here as well. So uh, let's go from there over to Florida at Columbus. Florida, a minor road favorite, minus 127, and the over under, five and a half. Uh, should know, Florida comes into this game at 15, 5, and 4, picking up points in 19 of 24 games on the year. Columbus, 11 and 14. Uh, two teams going in very opposite directions, but you wouldn't really know it based on this line. So, uh, what are your thoughts here?
1: You yeah, know, I, I like Florida in this matchup. Um, not overly, like not, not not times a million, but I do think it's. Florida is actually a pretty solid team overall. Um, again, it, it does feel like goaltending could be the Achilles heel that could break and, you know, Columbus could put two goals in. Um, Columbus did actually change up their lines from the last game, like most teams. They have this interesting pairing of Roslovich with line A and Bjorkstrand that we haven't seen. It was Atkinson there before, which I find interesting. So when you're, you know, making your correlations, make sure to look into that um, as a possibility for a cheap stack. But I, I don't mind Columbus here, but I just think it's like I would take Florida and, and, and to win this game most times. It does seem like they're in the upper echelon of, of these teams in this division. And they, I think they're for real. Like I just, I downright think they're a good team. So I, I'm very interested to see in the Florida Lions what they end up putting together because they've made some changes in the last game that if they stick, could change a lot of um, the betting. Uh, one, Mr. Mason Marstrom. Got time with the top line at the end of the last game. Close. I do not
0: Mason March Mint. March Mint. Oh <laughs> he's not a, he's not Mint. Swedish.
1: Yeah, not yet. Not yet. Um, but yeah, I know. So he's at 525. If he plays with Barkov and huberdo I, I just I just put ten dollars on that for fun. Um, but we'll see what ends up happening there. More to the point, I do like this game a bit on the over, which I don't know if it's really rooted in too much fact. It's tough because Florida's been really, really good on the season at shutting teams down and, and stopping high danger chances. They also started the year with a very weak run of games. Um, when they played the better teams, they gave up more chances. So I don't know how real that is. I just think that this game five and a half. I think it gets to six or over. Um, and I kind of like these Columbus one point. You know, line A minus one eighteen, Georgetown minus one seventeen. I think that line is gonna really carry the load for them and they're really gonna be trying to produce and get good matchups for them against some of the lower tier Florida guys. So Matt, what do you think in this one?
0: Yeah, I I I kind of do think that the Lion A Bjorkstrand is a really interesting sort of uh point to attack, you know, in fantasy. Um as far as like betting wise, I kind of am interested in the Bjorkstrand two points plus three eighty. Like You know, you got to think if they get the one point where they're basically priced the same, you know, line A plus 350, Bjorkstrand plus 380. If they get the one, that line's probably sticking together. I think they're a really good line. Uh, Bjorkstrand, you know, he is on the second power play unit at the moment, but it does run through him more so than I think line A on the first power play unit. And Bjorkstrand just looks engaged. Like he, you know, he looks really good. He's kind of been off our radars because he's not on, you know, the premier lines at this point, Uh, but he's there. He's there tonight. So yeah, if you like the over in particular, you know, Bjorkstrand two points plus three eighty. I, I think that's a you know pretty good value. Um, myself, I am also very interested to see what the lines you know look like. If we do you know get someone like Patrick Hornfist on the top line with Barkov and Huberdeau, his to get a point minus one twenty nine is a you know, complete slam dunk. Um, you know, first power play time in general probably gets him you know close to that as well, but. I, I think that that's a, you know, this is one of the main spots where an information edge does exist
1: in the player prop betting
0: circles. So yeah, both of uh, these
1: teams coming off uh, tough losses. Uh, I, yeah. Right, correct. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So I think they, they make some changes and, and that's where you find that edge. And just, you know, all all of these to go um, to score odds, I think are a little bit off, not even like maybe not entirely, but like Barkov and, and you know, let's, let's see what ends up happening exactly with these lines. But for plus 225, as I already mentioned, seems pretty fair. Um, if they end up putting a guy like Hornfist on that top line with Barkov plus 220, I mean, again, jam it.
0: Okay. Um, looking at uh, shots, shot props, uh, Bjorkstrand plus money over two and a half, you know, if he's seen 17, 18 minutes, like I project he should here. uh, I really, I, I do think that's a good number for him.
1: Um, and you know, like that's, that's my favorite too. That's definitely the,
0: I want to make some Jonathan Huberto joke but I I'm just out of things to say about him like I, Every I watched... time
1: that you bet against huberdo he beats you so and now he's
0: with barkov so you know it's like they're kind of yeah. tied at the hip and it's like you know we'll see we'll see what happens but i, I am yeah. kind of projecting that those two will be a part of my uh you know my, my multi-entry set of oh, DFS yeah, yeah. circles so
1: yeah he, and, 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 and you know for, to his credit he has been shooting a bit more so this shot prop odd is not the worst thing in the world with barkov being such an elite playmaker but i just probably won't touch it um Plus one plus 140 for over two and a half. It, it's such a coin flip. It yeah. could just ruin your parlay. And this is not good enough to put money on. Yes.
0: Oh my God. Imagine, I mean, most of these games will actually be decided by the end of the third period. You know, you think like, you know, you, you have a five way parlay going and Jonathan Huberto is sitting on two shots. He drives into the zone. He does, you know, three, three sixties and backhands off the boards and, just refuses to shoot the
1: puck for yep, you. Know, like, not I cannot not. imagine
0: yep. a more tilting experience than watching here wanting him to fly. shoot the puck.
1: <laughs> it, 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 uh, it can be nauseating, all right, but are you so, ready to get over to the uh, team yeah. most likely to win? <laughs> oh, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Nope. Uh, no, uh, yeah, oh, no, we actually still go.
0: have a seven o'clock game. All these games are seven o'clock yep. or earlier. So make sure you listen to this early. You know, uh, no, there's no time to dilly dally while they make making dinner or whatever. <laughs> like you gotta, you know, you really gotta get these bets in. So, uh, yeah, Toronto hosting Winnipeg. Toronto coming off of two tough losses on the road in Vancouver. Uh, minus one seventy seven here. I feel like I did this. I came on this show. And I was like, "Look, this, this Toronto team—they're for real. They're—they're—they're they're, they're just you know—they're cracking necks, cashing checks. They're doing everything you want them to defensively. Put they're putting the puck in the offensively, and then they go to Vancouver and put up two stinkers, like Vancouver." <laughs> you know, uh, it, it kind of boggles the mind. Um, I don't even know if I'm willing to jump back on the horse here, though, because, you know, the guy that we ab- absolutely love to ride, uh, Austin Matthews, we can't really go with him because his coach is out there saying, oh, his wrist is impacting his ability to shoot the puck. Well, good. Do I want Austin Matthews if he's not going to, you know, if he's inhibited on shooting the puck? Like, you know, he's he's still up good shooter, I'm sure. But like, is he going to be an elite finisher like that? I don't know. It, it scares me. And I'm, you know, I'm willing to bet that a lot of people aren't, you know, grinding uh, coach Keith, you know, coach speak, let's say. And I'm just a little bit worried that like, there's not a ton of value here. So oh, well, what are your thoughts on this one?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm probably just gonna fade Austin Matthews using DFS and not really touch his props just at the risk mm-hmm. of, you know him aggravating that wrist injury and just getting old 9.2 or, it just doesn't yeah it, it, I, I don't i'm not Ovi's 8.3 the yeah ovi come Even on. winnipeg coming off of a seven goal against came um <laughs> it, it, you got to just not start for like they got to figure that out um but it, then hellebore comes in and gives up a, a four burger so I, I digress. But no, I, I just, you know, this game is really, really strange to me. I do like the Toronto side. I do think they, they could find a way to get it done here. I love Tavares. I know that you're pretty high on him as well. Um, with you know, Matthews potentially, you know, having an injury or, or something going on with him, you know, the Tavares, if you can get maybe like a two-point prop for him, it's not on DraftKings, unfortunately. Uh I also like the kyle connor over two and a half shot on the other side of this if he stays or is with Strifley in any capacity um he wasn't with the last game that i didn't mean stays but i think they're gonna make a big change um uh, we didn't get lines yet on monday so it's hopefully tuesday we see what they do but i really like him to have over two and a half shots in this matchup um other than that i mean i think i'll just maybe take the uh Tavares point at minus one forty eight on DraftKings, or if it's better on FanDuel, look over there and, and move on. Um, but did you have any other things you wanted to mention in this one?
0: Yeah, no, I was just gonna mention John Tavares. I think he's, um, I think he's my favorite play in this one, both in you know fantasy and in betting. Like I like his shot prop minus uh, one forty eight to go over two and a half. I think that's a really solid number. His five on five line with William Nealander just they they do look really good um Tavares also gets the added benefit of playing on that top power play unit um you know kind of interesting they put Boyd there instead of Joe Thornton but that's kind of besides the point so we get Matthews, Marner, Tavares, Morgan Riley and then Travis Boyd just kind of like you know all the dudes that we we want to see on that top power play they're there uh maybe besides William Nylander but you know we're not betting him the score at the exact same odds as John Tavares are we so um
1: I, I I think that that's
0: enough to say, though, on the Toronto side.
1: All right. Now we get to the most likely to win team in Tampa. <laughs> oh uh, first off, you're probably just going to look at the odds and say, all right, Tampa. OK, what do we got? Minus 335. And you're just going to not do that because what's the point? Um, Detroit plus 275. Again, you're not going to do that on the road, too, for Tampa. But nevertheless, okay. a five and a half over under. I'm just not touching it. I talked about this on the morning skate pod. I've I've given up on understanding what Tampa's going to do. If they get up three, nothing early, they might just bench point and pull out and do whatever they did against Chicago or whoever they played. Or I think maybe it was Detroit, that one game, I think 11 minutes. Yeah. 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 11 minutes. I don't know if they're going to do that again. They could have been a total one-off, you know, I'm obviously not on the bench. Maybe they had a shift where they just didn't give it their all that their coach said, all right, sit down. I don't know. I don't care. I'm just not touching this money line. I, I I might not touch anything from this game at all. I I just don't like it. I, I hate these kind of matchups. They they infuriate me. So Matt, what do you think?
0: Yeah, uh, I'm I, I'm sort of on board with you know that whole money line thing. I just think there's more fun things to bet on this one, and I do think you can get better value than that. Even though you know it, it it's probably the right call. Um, they just, you know, lock in that win, but crazy things have happened. Uh, shout out to anyone who uh, tailed us on price picks on uh, Thursday night. Yep. And, uh, you know, that under on Bobby Ryan looking pretty fresh. You can get him to not pick up a point here at minus 177. You know, if you're feeling a little, you know, if you're feeling wild, think this game goes like froggy, one two nothing. Job. I, I actually think Anthony Mantha to not get a point is even better, minus 148. Like, you know, Are I get it. They're fine players, but... Come on. Like th- Tampa is so good on both ends of the ice. Um, it, you know, they got torched by Patrick Kane a couple of times, but let's be real. Like who, who wouldn't.
1: Um, yeah. They don't if have you a Patrick Kane. in that. I'm just going to bet on the shutout. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah. Let's see. Let's, we can get those odds too. Um, it's a uh, plus five forty for uh, the shutout. Yeah. So sure. Yeah, it's actually a decent, you know, a higher leverage type bet. Um, but the one player I wanted to highlight is Andre Palat. You know, I feel like I talked about him a lot to begin the season, um, maybe a bit more recently too, but he's really morphing into a guy who's shooting the puck a ton. I think a part of it has to do with he's no longer playing with Steven Stamkos at 5-on-5. Five five. Um, so he's a trigger man on the power play on that, on that right half wall. And he's now playing with Point and Anthony sorelli at five on five who are both, you know, uh, very willing to distribute the puck. So I think that getting him to score at plus two Oh five is a really, really solid number. Um And yeah. Any, any other players that you think are of interest here?
1: I mean, all of these odds stink at this game. Like honestly, at the end of the day, I, I, I just, they're very frustrating. Um I just probably, like I guess I think I'm just going to full on fade this game for my parlays and, and everything else, other than putting some money on the shutout, and I probably would include that in a major parlay. Um, so no, I think if you're doing any goal odd, it's just Palat at plus 205. Um, he's been the guy shooting the puck. If you can get a shot prop odd, I take it, it's not on DraftKings. So those are the two that I'm most interested in. It's kind of tangling what you were saying there. Um, other than that, nah, I'm just staying away from this game, it's not worth it. Um, I think Tampa's gonna win handily, but you know, give it a Three nothing win for them, maybe even take that odd. And it just, who's going to be those guys? I mean, it could be freaking Coleman and, and, uh, Cord who went off last game and then you're just <laughs> sitting there just crying over taking a point to have a point or something stupid and, uh, that ruining a, a otherwise very good parlay. I I, yeah. I, I, know I could end up being completely wrong on this. And I know Tampa could come out and score three goals in the first period and it'd all be that point plot line and whatever, but I, I'm just fading it.
0: Yeah, agree to disagree, DJ. I know you're scared of this, that, the other things. I'm scared. I, I'm all in. I'm all in, baby. I'm all in. Scared money so, don't make no money, and here I
1: am being scared.
0: Speaking of speaking of all in though, um, if there was ever a spot, man, Dallas hosting Chicago. Dallas is minus one thirty four. The last time these two teams played, Dallas lost two games in overtime. Uh, the last time we saw the Stars, they lost a game in overtime. Dallas minus one thirty four money line. I, I, I just cannot believe that at this point in the season, you know, we're two months removed from Chicago being the league la- la- laughingstock. Um, they, you know, they come out, they play pretty well. Let, let's be honest. Um, they're they're playing fine. They're getting really good goaltending, which was unexpected. And then nice. Dallas kind of flat, you know, so far this year. So I think Dallas turns around sooner than later. I feel like this one has a pretty sizable edge um, in favor of Dallas uh, money line, you know, just minus minus one thirty four seems way, way off to me. Um, So any thoughts on that or the over under or anything?
1: I, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely on the Dallas side. I do agree with that. I do think I'll end up considering that in a parlay and just in general, the over under, I I, I guess I'd slightly lean to the over, um, but it's not very strong. Um, I think you could talk me into the, you know, Kane to Brinkett line scoring a goal or two. Did they not play together? No, no, they do. They, they do. they do. Right. They did. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, and then just how good was that? Um, Ben, was it Ben Pavelski, Goryanov, right? Yeah. That was they the line. Had, yeah, They had what? 10, 12 shots on goal, something ridiculous. 20, How many? Sh- 20. Okay. Yeah. They had <laughs> a million shots. On <laughs> it
0: was just- Pavelski had 10, Goryanov had six and Jamie Ben had four.
1: Like just a ridiculous just, game for yeah. them. And, and I think they could definitely blow the doors off the Chicago but, team as well with something like that. Um, Ruben yeah, Hintz could be back. Is that where uh, you're going with this?
0: Yeah. So so basically, um, we're not sure uh, Hintz's sort of element, honestly. Um, Sort of feels like it's a pain management thing more than it is like, uh, hey, he just needs time to get better. Like, this sort of feels like something we found out at the end of the year. He's playing with, like, I don't know, a floating knee or something ridiculous. And it's like, dude, just, you know, take care of yourself. But he seems to be gunning it out. Um, So we'll see, you know, if he's, you know, in for this one. But if he's not, there is a ton of value here. Um, You know, a guy like Jason Robertson stepped up to the top power play last game. I, I like, I like him a lot. We've talked about him a few times, you know, Nick's brother for those Leafs fans out there, uh, but he's just a talented dude, you know, just uh, in a good spot. So I really like that. And then we, you know, this, this line of Pavelski, Ben and garyanov they should be power play one correlated. Like they are, you know, they're not the best players in the world, but they are in one of, I think the best matchups going against this Chicago team that does turn up the tempo. Um, you know, they're coming off of a dominant game against Nashville. I think that they, you know, come back and you know, make it right. I think, I think Dallas takes this one, honestly, kind of easily. And yes, I've been burned. I, I do remember you know, vividly saying the same thing about the Columbus game and Columbus, I think put up their one win in like seven tries or something. Um, so it happens, but man, I just feel pretty good about both the over and the Dallas side of this game.
1: Yeah, I mean, it unfortunately isn't on DraftKings, and I don't find it on FanDuel either. But I think the Miro Heiskanen point, if you can get it, especially at plus money, I, I definitely yeah. didn't feel good about that. They did have him on the first power play. If Ruby Hintz isn't back, as you mentioned, Robertson, on that first unit, yeah, very one, cool.
0: Yeah, one other small note there. John Klingberg missed on Sunday due to uh, the his wife had a kid. He should be back on Tuesday mm. night. However... On Saturday, we saw that Miro Heiskanen was quarterbacking the first power play anyway and that John Klingberg was on the second unit. So, um, you know, that doesn't really have much of a relevance for, you know, say betting on DraftKings uh, Sportsbook, given the options available to us. But on other books, I think that that does leave some, you know, good value out there for a guy like Miro and who we should expect to be, um, you know, a premier point producer as a defenseman in this league, getting... You know that premium power play one time. So, um, so
1: you know. Lastly, favorite bet from the game, Joe Pavelski over two and a half shots on goal plus one twenty. <laughs> like I know it was a ten, and that was kind of a huge outlier recently. But if they keep that line together, I yeah. think it it's going to have shots. It's going to produce shots, and I think is going to get three at least. So I completely
0: agree. I, I think that's you know the best on the board. So, mm-hmm. um, let's let's talk uh, recap. Maybe a few of our favorite bets here from these nine games. And then a couple of, uh, you know, GPP type daily fantasy
1: stacks to get us started. Um, so, yeah, I think the Sabres-Flyers game over five and a half. It, that that feels really good to me. Um, the Flyers could do it all on their own for all I care. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I do think the Sabres could net a couple. I mean, that Eichel-Hall line, I, I you know, I've been saving Eichel. I, I do want to get to him in daily fantasy where I think he's quite a bit more relevant. Um, You know, he could have a two-point night and, you know, Philly could have a four-goal night. And all of a sudden, boom, hits. So I like that one a lot. Um, I just think the pace is really there. So if either of these goalies and Philly's probably—I mean—penalty kill has been really bad, Sabres probably has been really good. That's kind of where I think the edge starts and and, and get, it gets going. And um, Philly's goaltending doesn't come together, which it definitely has been susceptible in the past. That game hits for sure. So
0: yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna set up a tape recorder for my favorite bet of the night and just get up and walk away when we start these segments because Andres Vachnikov, over two and a half shots, just. Make that an auto bet. Just you know, write your little code, or just someone figure it out. Just send that to me so I can just do it without having to think need, about we it. We need
1: a GIF or a, 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 a jiffy if you're um, if you're feeling crazy of Matt saying "special golf" over on the shots. Just if you know going yeah. to make it. I mean, yeah, a, a Mimi. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but okay. Moving on. Oh my god!
0: I, so anyway, that that's my favorite bet of the night. Like, it's not. It's not fun. It's not crazy, but I think it's just uh profitable. So we'll do that yet again.
1: All right. Very fun. I also I like I we'll get the DFS, but especially golf, one of my favorite plays over there as well. Um I think getting, you know, I think the Govesh two goal game is very in play, or if you don't want to do it, I do think a shot prop is pretty fun. I think I'm gonna have it. Um four and a half is risky, but plus one twenty. I really like their power play. I like I like him staying on the ice the whole time for it. If Udrazi gets to do a little bit of trouble, I think he hits it for sure. So I'm willing to bet on that um, or the 2 goal Ovechkin game at plus
0: 475. Ooh, spicy. All right. Um, Spice. Okay, for my second one, I'm going to go with this Islanders money line. Um, I'm just, I'm pretty sure that they are a comparable team to Boston. They're at home. Um, I I just, I, I like this line. Out of them uh fun fact i saw on the broadcast this weekend that the islanders have played every single game this year of the exact same decor they've used six defenders all season that's that's amazing like yeah, you know yeah. with with covet even like you know just like somehow these these guys are just you know so they're very sure in their system let's say they're, they're not trying to figure anything yeah. out on the fly um nope. so there's something to say for consistency on the defensive end
1: so with that being said, let's get over to the Daily Fantasy slate for a couple of our favorite stacks. Matt, you want me to go first? I already teed myself up. So Yeah, first. go for it. Lead off, yeah. Uh, Eichel, Hall, um, maybe Cousins, maybe um, Reinhardt. I, I kind of think Reinhardt might end up finding his way back there. Uh, but it's it, it is really just way too cheap for a power play one. In a good matchup against a bad power, a bad penalty yeah. kill, um, six K Eichel is just the spot. I mean, it's it doesn't make any like I guess it makes sense because he hasn't produced the points, but the minutes I think the shots have, have been decently consistent. He hasn't been quite the rate shooter that we're used to, but I think that could definitely regress back, um, to where it should be. He's actually been pretty sound def- defensively as well, so I think the that line could end up really finding their way to get a couple points and winning a GPP Hall four thousand seven hundred is not correct um he's been very very good offensively just hasn't had the points eventually that's going to work for them um i know the sabers have been bad and it's been miserable but you know this could be a spot where you know even if they lose you know the, the, the three to five game and that line gets three points and wins the gpp so i'm really in on eichel here
0: yeah, it's you know it's it's a little bit of a leap of faith, but I'm with you there. The price just doesn't make sense. Um, the underlying numbers are there for Eichel and Hall. Honestly, they they have I think combined four goals on 120 shots this year. <laughs> That'll turn yeah. sooner than later. Um, so all right, pain. My my top stack. I'm going to go with uh, Tampa. It, it's pretty straightforward. Andre Palat is just underpriced on DFS sites. You know for the. The shooter that he has been lately and the goal scorer that he's shown he can be in this league not to mention the matchup with Detroit's just like you know a cakewalk so I'm going to go Tampa one point Palat, Palat and then either Anthony Sorelli he's a bit expensive so I might just go Victor Hedman instead get that full power play correlation um, but I, I think that I'm building a lot of my teams around Tampa and just taking the what I feel is pretty certainty that like this Palat character is just the guy who I really want to build around at this price.
1: All right, my other stack I'm gonna have is the OV Carlson Oshi. Um, I think that power play ends up hooking up for two goals, and I really want to get a good piece of Ovi in this matchup. I think that his kind of you know return to that elite rate shooter is coming back and it, it's it's taking hold. And I think you're gonna get like a five-six shot on goal, goal and assist, or you know, two goal game from um, Ovechkin. And Oshi and Carlson are definitely could be recipients of that. So that's where I'm leaning and that's where I think I'll go. Um, I think if you're getting kind of crazy, which you know sometimes you know a lot, or at least a lot of times you don't want to do this. If you don't have the money for a guy like Carlson, I'd be okay with taking Schultz power play too, just because Ovechkin's going to play the full power play. So if you really like Ovechkin, you know I think that's a worthwhile thing to do when you play Ovi is to look at the power play too and say, well, Ovi's out there with that too. So whatever. <laughs> um Yeah.
0: Um... Yeah, I mean, if you're new to the DFS streets, Ovechkin is probably the one guy who you can literally play with any player on his team and think like, there is a chance that they score together because Ovi's just always out there in prime uh, offensive opportunities. And, you know, not many yeah. guys have like, usually it's like the full line is out there at those moments, but it's literally just Ovi. He just stays out there, you know, as long this as he might wants. Be the he,
1: best goalscorer he's awesome.
0: generation. In NHL history. Come on, DJ. Don't even don't even try me. Don't even try me. He is absolutely the, the just, best goal scorer to ever live.
1: Like, come on. I'm so sorry that I disrespected him by saying he's the best goal scorer of our generation. That was totally out of line <laughs> yeah, by me. It I honestly,
0: think. is it honestly is kind of I, disrespectful. All
1: right, anyway, yeah, you're right.
0: Argument for a different show.
1: Um, you know, I'm I guess, not even um, arguing. I, I think you're probably right. I just I just wanted to like say that. And you're like, just, no way. You're right. Gretzky was nothing.
0: Poke. Just poke that bear. Just poke that bear. Um,
1: you know but, the only but, thing that makes me mad is you talking back about the Bonneys. So does not do it. <laughs> All
0: right. Um, for my second stack, I'm gonna sort of ride with my favorite bet on the Islanders. I think that this uh, Brock Nelson second line is just too cheap. You know, you can Brock Nelson, Anthony Beauvillier, and Josh Bailey for just about ten thousand dollars on DraftKings. It's, it's nuts. Um, Nelson's been really, really good. Anthony Beauvillier's been seemingly promoted to that top power play unit with. Uh, Matt Barzell. And then Josh Bailey, you know, he's a playmaker, you know, first and foremost, he's likely not going to get you, you know, a, a goal in five shots or whatever, but he can get you two assists. Hell he could have a three point game and you're paying those prices in a tournament, you know, not for their, you know, the floor of say like five points, but you're playing it because they could hook up for three goals. And, you know, win you a tournament that way, I think that's going to be super loaned and it opens up a ton of opportunities to spend up for some of these really high priced uh, premier players, um, so even in spite of a tough
1: matchup, I think that the price does make it right. All right. Thank you, Bob Barker for that. That's right. He is right. Um, yeah, no, I, I think that, that definitely a, a interesting take. And, you know, it, the big, the main thing about this is it's 50k to first, a ton of entries are going to be in there. I don't know if that means you have to get crazy contrarian by any stretch. There's enough games here where play your favorite plays, you know, you don't have to jam in a fourth line for fun because you're like, I can't have people dupe me. Like it, don't worry about that. Yeah. Like that's not what we're saying. But I definitely think if you have a line that's getting I mean, that's the thing about this Islanders line that you mentioned. It's they're like they get just as many minutes as that barzo line. So I'm fine with that take for sure. It's super cheap. So yeah, that's that's fair. If you if you if you end up taking you know the Matthews, Marner, Riley stack, it's like where are you going? Islanders two is a great spot for that. So
0: all right. Uh yeah, anything else you want to say before we head off, DJ?
1: Uh, no, just eight ten championship on Sunday, so we'll mention it now and we'll mention it again on, on uh, Thursday, so no worries.
0: <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I mean, I will actually mention something somewhat relevant. Uh, two things, actually. So first, if you are interested more in DFS discussion, feel free to head over to our podcast, the Morning Skate Podcast. Uh, DJ and I do that, and we did a nice show for uh, Tuesday Slate, so uh, make sure to head over to our podcast feed to check that one out. Um, and then secondly, thanks to our sponsor Prizefix. make sure you're going over to prizefix.com. I uh, used you know what we talked about, our favorite plays, whatnot to make your own uh, card. You know you can pick up the five entries, use promo code or five plays within an entry. Make sure you use promo code MMM, is in Mayo Media Network when you sign up. Um, and yeah, big thanks to them for sponsoring this show. So DJ, I think it's time for us to go. Win our Sabers bucks back, finally. Jack Eichel
1: gets it I have done. so many Sabers bucks in real life too. Like <laughs> they're like, hey, you know your season's over in March. I was like, no, but last year it's always over in March anyways. And I was like, yeah, sure. They're like, oh, we're gonna give you all your money in Sabers bucks, and I'm like, great. I can't wait to waste my money on more jerseys. I don't own that enough. Yeah, yet, you're,
0: so. you're such a such a good Saber season ticket holder. All right, best of luck, everyone, on this Tuesday. I'm Matt. That's DJ. Thanks, PrizeFix. We are out.